Let's be a life, no gimmick. everybody how's it going we're here today for uh, just a quick you know brief episode just based off of the events that transpired last night so to start it off for those of you who didn't see this happened last night in the Thursday night football game between the Cleveland Browns who hosted the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, the event in question happened at the second last play of the game I believe there was eight seconds to go Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers were down by two touchdowns to the Browns the game was already decided and um, what transpired was a hit on the quarterback from defensive end Miles Garrett. Mason, he hit Mason Rudolph in the backfield, brought him down to the ground, which was a legal hit. I'll start by saying that. The initial hit of Miles Garrett on Mason Rudolph was a legal hit. And I'll get into more of it because a lot of people are saying it was excessive. He didn't have to hold on to, to him for that long. But I'll get into all the reasons why uh, I believe that it was a completely legal hit. I don't believe it was unnecessary in any way. It was justified. Now, moving on, here's where things start to get unjustified. So, uh, Miles Garrett brings Mason Rudolph to the ground. Mason Rudolph was clearly frustrated because of the fact that it was a a little bit of, it was a little bit of a tackle where he was being held maybe more than he would have liked to be. But the reality is you're in the NFL, you're going to get hit, all right? doesn't matter if you're down two touchdowns, up two touchdowns, you're going to get hit. And that was a legal hit. It wasn't late, it wasn't high, and it wasn't low. But for whatever reason, Mason Rudolph, most likely because they were about to lose and he was frustrated, he didn't play well, he took exception to the hit, and he decides that while on the ground, he's going to start grabbing at Miles Garrett's helmet. So that's where things escalate. So Miles Garrett obviously takes exception to this. Uh, two offensive linemen from the Steelers are trying to pull him off of Mason Rudolph, but I believe he was also trying to get up at the same time when he noticed his helmet was getting grabbed at. He then reaches down and grabs the face mask of Mason Rudolph and attempts to yank off his helmet. So after three tries, he yanks, yanks, yanks. The third time it comes out. Meanwhile, he's just dragging Mason Rudolph around like a rag doll, which is definitely not safe for his neck and head area. But uh, So he's dragging him around. He rips the helmet off. And at that point, two Steelers offensive linemen that were pulling him off, they start to pull... Um, Miles Garrett away from where the situation occurred, the initial situation occurred. At this point, uh, Mason Rudolph charges at Miles Garrett with the two offensive linemen. Uh, He didn't cock his fist. He was I don't think he was going to swing or anything like that, but he did approach when in a situation where he might not have had to. Now, with that being said, I understand he's a man. He just got his helmet ripped off, and he didn't like the way he was hit. So it's it's fair to see that he would react in that way. But at the same time. He probably should not have have went in when this initial situation had already dissipated. So as Mason Rudolph runs up to Miles Garrett, um, he does the completely unthinkable, despicable, horrible, uh, and violent, vicious. I can't find enough negative words to say about it. Um, it was it was a it was crazy to me to see that live. He takes my, um, Mason Rudolph's helmet that he had just ripped off. It's in his right hand, and he overhand or overhead, swings the helmet down onto Mason Rudolph's crown of his head, or the top of his head, sorry. Um, as someone who's had a head and neck injury, every time I see something like that, I, I get a little cringy, and I worry for the safety of the player, and this was definitely no different. Uh, as soon as that happened, uh, Marquise Pouncey, uh, Villanueva, a couple offensive linemen on the Steelers, uh, they came in and started 
going after Miles Garrett, and, and rightfully so. I mean, there is there is repercussions for those actions, as we will as we saw actually. Marquise Pouncey got three games. I don't think Villanueva got any games, but um, they came in and they defended their quarterback. Marquise Pouncey might have went too far, kicking um, Garrett in the head a couple times and throwing some punches. And uh, there was also another Browns player. Uh, I was about to call him OG Ananobi, but that's completely wrong. Um, it's, it's, an, it's a name like that, though. He came in and hit Mason Rudolph also late. Uh, that was a completely cheap shot. He also got one game suspension. So now that I've kind of laid out the whole situation, um, I'm going to give you my perspective and where I stand on it. So, for, first of all, I should also le- I should mention that the suspension, the, all the suspensions were, the, the harshest obviously went to Miles Garrett for his over-the-head swing of the helmet. He got an indefinite suspension without pay, and it's a minimum of six games, which is the remainder of the season. So he's done for the year, and what I personally believe and what I've been hearing is that it'll most likely be the final six games of this year, and then it'll be at a minimum the first four games, so the first quarter of next year, if not more than that, depending on how events transpire between now and then. But what it does is that it gives good optics, in my opinion, for the league that they would take a very, very harsh stance against an action like this, which bordered on assault, if it wasn't actually by definition assault. Um, so it definitely is a good look for the league that they gave uh, a very harsh um, suspension for this and it also gives them time because they use the word indefinite so they have time to figure out okay what do we want to do with this situation um what's the best course of action how much games does he deserve how big of a fine does he deserve so that's that's that about miles garrett now what i want to go now what i want to go to is something that a lot of people have been mentioning and i just want to kind of say my piece about it so essentially the way i view this situation is that the, the punishment that Miles Garrett got was absolutely, unequivocally, rightfully handed down. Six games and whatever they get next year, I think that's a an adequate suspension for what he's done. To the people who think that he should have a lifetime ban, I don't believe that that is, uh, is, is fair. Um, what he did was not, well, I'm not sure the letter of the law, but I'm pretty sure it was not criminal. Um, it was within a heated moment where he was not the sole... Uh, source of fuel being added to the fire. I think that a lifetime ban would be a bit too heavy. So I think def- six games is a that's a a lot of money, and B this guy was in third place in the sack list. So that's going to hurt. Obviously that he's not going to finish in third. He'll be lower than that. So I think six games and whatever they hand down next year that's a pretty severe punishment. So I think that six games was good for him. But the one thing that I do want to bring up though is the lack of ownership that or blame in this situation that has been given to Mason Rudolph. Maybe not blame, that's that's the wrong way to put it. But what I do take issue to, and I've had conversations all day today about this with, with different friends of mine that have reached out about the situation. Um, <clears throat> the way I see it is that the only issue I have with Mason Rudolph was his post-game press conference in which he called the acts cowardly. And the demeanor that he showed in that interview was that he was up on a high horse. He did nothing wrong. And uh, the acts of Garrett were, were completely uh, horrible. That part he was right about. But what I don't respect is the fact that he didn't, he didn't take any ownership for the accounts leading up to that. Now, there was, let, me, let me outline a couple instances where 
where I believe that um, Mason Rudolph was in the wrong. So for starters, the initial hit, the initial hit of Garrett on um, Mason Rudolph during the play, it was not late. The play was still ongoing. Uh, Edmonds, the running back, was running down the sideline. Um, it was not high, it was not low, and it was not late. Those are usually the three things, and it was not excessive. Those are usually one of the four things where you'll get flagged for passing, uh, roughing the passer. There was no flag for roughing the passer on this play. You'll notice that. So with that being said, for him to react in the way he did on the ground, grabbing at the helmet of Garrett after a legal hit, that, to me that, that should in and of itself have been something that was more discussed. Um, now moving on from that, furthermore, after he had had his helmet ripped off by Garrett, he got up and charged Garrett. So that's the second issue I have. It's that you could have, you could have walked away right at that point. You had two offensive linemen that were already escorting him away from you, but you decided to run back and force the issue once again. Now, I want to be clear, I'm not in any way, shape, or form trying to justify the actions of Miles Garrett, but in my opinion, I just think that when when there's someone that is responsible for that is also responsible for an act like this, that it should also be talked about. That's just my humble opinion. Now, the other, the other thing that I want to say is that, so Miles Garrett got a six-game-plus or indefinite suspension. Uh, Marquise Pouncey, the Steelers' offensive lineman who kicked and punched Miles Garrett in the head, got three games and a fine. And then uh, the other defensive lineman for the Raiders got one game and a fine. Now, I, in my opinion, Mason Rudolph should have re received maybe not a game. I don't believe he deserved a game for what he did. But I do d believe that he deserves a fine for the grabbing at the helmet. Uh, I don't think there should be any kind of fine for running back, although that did escalate the situation. But to me, grabbing at another player's helmet is, uh, is, is definitely something that's out of bounds. Um, and I, I believe that it's not quite worthy of a, of a suspension. But in my opinion, it should definitely be worth... Uh, some some tort, some sort of fine just to show that hey listen buddy you weren't you weren't uh, a saint in this situation so that's where I stand on that issue but one last thing about Miles Garrett in this situation um, I wanted to mention that when you play the sport of football um, what happens a lot of times for defensive players when they go after the quarterback is that they'll initiate they'll start the tackling sequence while the quarterback is in the throwing motion so if you if you watch the tape of that of that game, what happened was as Mason Rudolph is winding back to throw, Miles Garrett is approaching, uh, and he's starting the process of a hit right as uh, Mason Rudolph throws the ball. So as I said before, the hit was not late. So but what comes with that is that when your head is down to make that tackle, you can't see the upper half of the quarterback's body. So for all Miles Garrett knows, Mason Rudolph still has the ball in his hands. Okay. For all, for all Miles Garrett knows, he pump faked it, and if he lets go, Mason Rudolph will run away from him and then maybe complete a pass down the field. And I've seen that before. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen players that have let go of quarterbacks because they don't want to get a penalty and, uh, or for whatever, whatever reason they thought the play was over. I've seen people let up when there's a runner running down the sideline because they don't want to get a late hit out of bounds. You still have to play to the whistle. And at that point, there was no whistle. So Miles Garrett finished the tackle as he should have, because it, this is just a hypothetical. But I see another headline just in my head 
Oh, Miles Garrett really lets go of the tackle, and uh, Mason Rudolph escapes and throws a touchdown. Not that it would have mattered. They were up two touchdowns. But if the game had been closer, there's a, there's a whole bunch of reasons why you have to finish that tackle. So that's just the last thing I wanted to mention. So for Mason Rudolph to be upset about that, to me, I find it a little bit a little bit out of line for him to not understand that the sport of football, you have to finish that tackle. And that's where I'll leave it for today. All right, I got my first caller in here. I got uh, Thomas Murphy Lee on the line. How's it going, Thomas? I'm uh, doing well. Thank you very much, Thomas Murphy Lee here, uh, coming in from Western Ontario. Uh, big fan of the show, Triple S Podcast. Thank you. Um, appreciate and it. I appreciate the opportunity to share my opinion about last night's uh, debacle on the field. Okay, so where do you stand on the Miles Garrett helmet swing, uh, Mason Rudolph's axe? Where do you stand on uh, the whole situation? Well, you know what? I, uh, I, I watch quite a bit of football, and uh, I, think, I, I think many would agree with me that Miles Garrett's incident last night uh, was, was probably the single most violent act I've ever seen on a football field. Um, definitely, yeah. And uh, so it's, it's definitely pretty shocking. Um, I mean, there's something definitely there to be said about Mason Rudolph uh, grabbing at Miles Garrett's helmet, you know, at the end of the play there. Um, although he was in, you know, a, a difficult situation, but I don't think in, in any way that will ever justify grabbing another guy's helmet and using it as a bludgeon on his forehead. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's definitely, you know, it's, it's, it's past the line. And one thing I think people should think about here is, is the character of Mason Rudolph and had he been another quarterback, what type of reaction this might've drawn, um, you know, put somebody like, like Tom Brady in the position of Mason Rudolph. Yeah, if that were to happen, the entire NFL would be an uproar. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mason Rudolph may not be the most liked player, so I think that that definitely has an impact on uh, the way that some people might be looking at this situation. I couldn't agree more. I think that if that had happened to Tom Brady, one of the the referees would have pulled out an axe and chopped off Miles Garrett's arms or something like. Tom Brady is probably the most protected player in the NFL. And I guess Mason Rudolph's just not at that level yet. Um, it's nice to hear that that someone also shares that sentiment because, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of comments online of people that are saying, oh, well, Rudolph started it. To me, as you said, well, the whole who started it, 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 it doesn't really matter when you look at what Miles Garrett did because there's no, there's no act that warrants, as you said, there's no act that warrants, uh, as you so grace, graciously put it, bludgeoning uh, to the head of another player. That's just a sheer act of violence. Has no place in the sport. Um, so it's good. It's good to hear another person with that same uh, point of view. Anything else you want to yeah, add? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's important to recognize that, and and I'm interested to see where this goes. Um, just from a league perspective, I know there's some talks about uh, his agent getting involved. Yeah. Um, and, and pursuing legal action, mm-hmm. which is you know when you look at a rare talent like Miles Garrett, it's it's. It's a challenging image to see somebody like that um, kind of throw away what could have been. You know, it's always those stories of what could have been and lost potential. So uh, it'd be definitely sad to see that happen. But I think there is uh, a role that the NFL and the commissioner specifically have to take here um, to, you know, make a statement to the rest of the league that that type of behavior won't be condoned. Definitely. Um, And you know what? I'm not sure, quite frankly, if a suspension is enough. It's, It's a tough situation. It's. So you yeah, don't think an yeah, indefinite sure. an indefinite sus- suspension isn't enough? That could be as long as they want it to be. That could be 
the last six games of this year and all 16 next year for all we know. I don't, I don't know if it's yeah, fair to say it's not harsh enough because at this point it's still up in the air, right? They haven't, they haven't settled on – I think indefinite is almost – indefinite to me is one step below an in, in, uh, in indeterminate ban. Like that's the next, the next harshest thing. Because and they the fact that they said at a minimum he's not playing this year playoffs regular season if they even make the playoffs which I don't think they will but I think that's I I think the the punishment handed down was severe but I mean to, to each their own opinion um, what what do you think the punishment should have been then for Miles Garrett? It's a good question. Um, you know what I think. Uh... I think personally that the most you can do at this point is, is what you said, which is the indefinite suspension. It's the most that you can go until until further kind of is revealed. But, you know, we've seen a lot of players in the last few years, and I don't need to name names specifically, uh, that have for whatever reason not been allowed to play. Uh, I don't really remember if Kareem Hunt, for example, was suspended indefinitely for his behavior. But, you know, he's back in the NFL, and he, he's actually – he just played with Cleveland last yes, night. and. Uh, what, what happened with him was also another act that you, you don't really want to associate, not only from a brand perspective, but just to all the kids that are watching at home, right? Exactly. That's not the example that you want to set. You have to remember that these are professionals. So, like I said, I think the indefinite suspension is something that ultimately the only thing that the league can do right now. But moving forward, I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if this became a little bit more uh, than just a suspension from the NFL. This could, this could be criminal. Yeah, and it'll be interesting because, as you mentioned, um, uh, the agent for Mason Rudolph is looking into potential legal action. So definitely going to keep our eyes peeled to see uh, what happens uh, for the rest of the way in this situation. Anything else you want to add, Thomas? No, you know what? I just uh, I appreciate you taking me on the show today, Brandon. Uh, awesome. I'm a big fan of the Triple S podcast. So, really um, appreciate I just, that, I appreciate bro. the airtime. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. Have a great night. All right. So thank you to Thomas Murphy for calling in. Um, at this point, I've had the phone lines up for, for a little while now and uh, no other calls, but that's all good. So from the Triple S Podcast, my name is Brandon Smith. Uh, thank you for tuning in uh, to this episode. And to further this this kind of dialogue about this issue, I mean, don't hesitate to, to throw down in the comment section when I post about this or DM me what you think about it. Or uh, currently on my Instagram story, I have a, uh, a questions thing where you can kind of throw down your ideas on the situation if you didn't get a chance to call in or maybe you're too shy. So I'm Brandon Smith from the Triple S Podcast. Uh, Peace out and enjoy your night. Yeah. This be a life, no gimmick.